everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Summer Movie Club podcast, or Zach and I are referring to it this month as the Bummer Movie Club podcast, um, mainly because this month we're going to be covering some shitty movies. Um, I am, as always, your host, who is the first live Earth person to enter a celestial ship, Adam, and I'm joined by my brother, who sometimes when he gets lonely at night, he reaches over and touches your pillow. Zach, how are you? Hey everybody, full disclosure, I'm about to crack open a, that was a little one, uh, a, a wine spritzer, Ooh. and I am in the process, this is, I think we got to call Guinness, because um, this is the first recorded instance of a spaghetti sauce being made live on air of a podcast. Oh. So I'm standing wait, at the table. Wait, wait, you're drinking the spritzer, you're not putting the spritzer in the sauce, are you? It's, I'm making a nice bubbly, winey spritzy sauce. No, I'm drinking, the, I'm drinking the spritzer. It's a, for full disclosure, it is a uh, red sangria uh, with aromas of orange, lemon, and lime. Fancy. And the spaghetti sauce is a uh, Tudoroso's crushed tomato um, with a, just for the, okay. a, a contadina tomato paste. Oh. Um, just for the record, I'm being super classy and drinking a Pabst Blue Ribbon. Um, because no matter how shitty your day is, you can always win the Blue Ribbon, baby. Um, I'd rather not win a ribbon and not drink uh, that beer. I always win the Blue Ribbon. See, um, I'm opening the cans the way we talked about yesterday. The way, like you, the, the, the sideways one, the, the, the one that you say is the, the right one. Wait, can we... And- can we can we put can we put that conversation on pause for just two seconds so I can tell the listeners what we're actually covering this week? Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, the first movie that we're covering for Bummer Movie Club is what I've often heard referred to as one of the worst movies ever made. Is Plan Nine from Outer Space? Um, written and night came out in 1957, which, if I'm not mistaken, makes this the oldest movie that we've covered. What year was Singing in the Rain? Yeah. Now I can't remember. Let me tell you. In two, I'll tell you in two seconds. From everything I've seen, though, uh, it uh, came out in in uh, singing. The, wait, plan just wow. Plan nine came out in like was made in fifty seven. I don't think. Uh, uh, sing, I don't think singing singing the rain beats it by five years. Singing the yeah. rain was nineteen fifty two. You'll see. You'll see plan nine listed as fifty nine some places because I don't think it actually came out until. Uh, on IMDb, it's listed as 1957. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot of the movie is evil aliens attack Earth and set their terrible, quote, Plan 9 into action as the aliens resurrect the dead of the Earth, the lives of the living are in danger. Um, movie was written and directed by Edward Jr. Um, he's directed some other low-budget shit. Um, I think the one that people talk about the most is Glenn or Glenda. Mm-hmm. Um, which came out in 53, which is basically about somebody um, um, somebody ha- somebody uh, getting a sex change and becoming, going from male. Um, but he's just directed so much shit. Like, um, if you, I, if, if anybody watched the supplemental material that means that we're discussing the, the Tim Burton movie, Ed Wood, um, he makes movies for a company that literally, like, they just make these low-budget, like, $50,000 movies. Um, the budget for Plan 9 was 60000 as per estimated on IMDb. Um, you did go watch it, though? 
I watched. I watched the. I watched like the first half of it. Yeah. Um. Because then I had to go do some shit. I had to go pick up my son from school. Um. Can you stop whatever you're doing, Jesus? Saucing, Adam. I'm saucing. Um. Um. So yeah, he worked. He would make movies for a company that would just make these low budget trash movies. Um. You know, you put sixty thousand dollars into, like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars out of it, so you end up making you know a, a tiny little profit. Um. Uh, but yeah, um, um, should I even bother reading the cast? Because I don't No, I don't I th- think anybody's anybody. I think the only people who are really, um, the only people who are really like known people are Bella Lugosi. Um, that's really all I can think of. Maybe, um, maybe, uh, Vampira, maybe. Um, but I don't, I don't, I couldn't even tell you. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it, it, from the looks of it, it's a bunch of names you don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, I said, I, I was curious cause a lot of my notes are talking about literally like my second note is talking about how shitty the one set is. So I was just curious on what the budget for the movie was. And apparently it's estimated at 60,000. Um, the movie, what what can we say about the movie? It's it's deeply deeply flawed. I loved it. Zach loved it. I it took me three times to get through it. I kept falling asleep while watching it, and then I, in fact I was reading through my notes, and one of my notes, um, one of my notes just says nine minutes left. So if I'm commenting on how much time the movie has left, I'm not enjoying it. Um. I thought it was ridiculous in all like the good ways that you want a, a bad movie to be. Um, I mean, it was, but it just I I I had no I I could I feel like I felt like it was just like I couldn't I didn't want to be bothered with it. Um, like it it was because it was so bad. Like there are certain points where like I comment. On, well, I'll get to it later, but I'll comment on. It. But there's like, there's certain things that's just like. Um, and from watching Ed Wood, it's been so long since I've seen Ed Wood, just from watching like the first half of Ed Wood that I watched, um, it makes a lot of sense because it seems like he's literally just like one take and done, even if there yeah. is something wrong with that take. Um, he's so it makes it all- real. Like they show in, the, in Ed Wood where um, they're making another movie and uh, the wrestler, the Swedish wrestler Tor Johnson is, is, becomes part of his acting troupe. And at one point... Um, Tor bumps into a door frame as he's going through it, and yeah. uh, somebody says, "Oh, you want another take?" The, the the big guy just ran into the door. He goes, "No, it's it's real. Like in fact, if, if this was real, that guy would this character would would uh, deal with that problem every day." Yeah, it's it's very much like one and done takes. Um, so you can tell. Um, so a lot of the a lot of the mistakes seem to make sense. Um, for instance, I think in one scene, I comment on it. Um, in one scene, I don't remember which one it was, but uh, there's a uh, a boom mic visible in the shot. Um, so we'll, I'll talk about that when we get to it. But um, the movie starts off with them burying um, burying Bella Lugosi's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, which but I, I like how the the um, well no the movie starts with the movie, the movie starts with, with yeah with with the with the narrator um, who. I, right at the gate, it's very confusing because he's giving it's like predictions of the future, but he's telling a story that happened. Yeah, or something like, like so. It was in the past, 
Yeah, um, very... uh, I will I, say though, in in Ed Wood, the guy who plays him is the guy who plays um, Mr. Rooney in um, convicted in Ferris, uh, convicted sexual predator Jeffrey Jones. He's a he's a child predator. He um, was uh, arrested and charged and found guilty of attempting to solicit a young girl to come to his shed to take photographs. We're talking about the same guy. The guy he played. He was he played Mr. Rooney. He was in um, Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, that's he was he, really that guy. Fuck. Yeah. Gross. Um, but I, I, I say he. I feel like he does a really good job of oh, luring uh, girls to sheds. Uh, You're disgusting. Out. Obviously, he doesn't do a good job because he got caught. Um, obviously, he does a good job. What's the director? The, the director, the narrator's name, Criswell. Criswell or something. Criswell. Yeah, he does. I feel like he does a did a good job of portraying Criswell. Um, um, yeah, I the, love the, the opening because I, I I just at one point I went, hmm, the future is where we're going to spend the rest of our lives. It is. He's right. Um, I just have a note. Um, when they're at the funeral, um, that's, it just says there's just two random hobos watching the funeral, but then like they get up and they start like digging the grave. I'm like, oh, they're just they're just watching the funeral. That's weird. It reminded uh, me of Garden State when they're at um, when they're at Zach Braff's yeah. mom's funeral, and like the two dudes are just off to the side sitting on the front on the uh, excavator. I was like, man, it's so funny and so like. It's the insensitivity of it is what makes me laugh about it. Um, just going back a split second to when they were showing the opening credits. Uh, there's a man named Dan, uh, Dudley Manlove in this in this uh, movie. Oh, is that I, I, can't, I can't remember who he plays or what, but his I definitely saw it in the credits. Dudley Manlove. Um, I like at the funeral where the priest is looks like he's like reading a passage out of what I assume is the Bible, mm. but he's not reading out loud. So like he's just standing there, <laughs> like like the narration is going, so they wouldn't have the sound of the scene anyway. But he's literally just standing there reading silently from a Bible to himself while everybody around him mourns. Dudley Manlove plays a character named Eros. I don't know who Eros is, but oh, I, um, I, he's he's the male uh, of the, the 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 two aliens, I believe. Uh, Not the commander. That, that was an issue I had. Like, I'm not 100% sure I know any of the characters' names in this movie. Um, but, um, uh, oh, I, I just wanted to make a quick note. I, I learned something the other day. Do you know there's a difference between a hobo and just, like, a bum? Uh, no. Apparently, a hobo is, like a, like, a drifter who, like, travels around looking, who, like, travels around doing odd jobs. A bum is just like a, a homeless person that doesn't work. Gotcha. Um, the more you know. The more you know. And knowing is half the battle. Um, so this is my first note um, talking about how sh- the shitty quality of the movie. Um, I feel like given like maybe half a day, I could have made a better plain cockpit set than they made. I love the plain. I, it looks like they have like they took paper plates and cut them in half. Yeah. And, and like that's the, the, the that's steering the wheel. wheel. Yeah. I noticed one point too, like the actors are just doing a terrible job. Um, like they've obviously never seen anything like any, like a pilot at all. Cause like the guy, the main pilot, the one who like we, we follow through the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. he's literally like, he's almost like hugging for, for, the fucking, huh? Jeff is his name for, for, 
What's uh, his name? Catfish? Jeff. Oh. J-E-F-F. Um, Take yeah, like, of uh, understanding. Everyone keep following along. He's he's literally like hugging the control, like the the steering wheel. I'm like, god damn, what is this dude doing? Um, do you know? Now, my biggest um, the thing that the the thing that like bothered me the most about the movie is the um, the 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 time of day inconsistencies. Oh, I love it. Anytime they they obviously made the graveyard set with like a black backdrop. So no yeah. matter what time of day it is anywhere else, when you're in the graveyard, it's nighttime. It's, and it's, it's, like, it's always I, nighttime at the fire. I love, I love like scenes like when um, they'll they'll cut to like that location where they shot where like the clearing in the woods. Mm-hmm. So like it'll be in the graveyard, and then like the character will run off screen, and then it'll cut to there. Like they're obviously like we're supposed to believe they're coming out of the woods into that clearing, and it's daytime. Yeah. And then, like, they'll cut back to the graveyard, and it'll still be nighttime. I love it. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a scene after um, after his wife dies. He he has nothing else to live for, and Bella Lugosi's character um, passes away. So they have his funeral. There's like eight funerals in this fucking movie. Um, I swear, I think I have it somewhere. I think like six people, like three people, die in the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, but they 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 have Bela Lugosi's funeral, and his apparently he's not buried with his wife. He's buried in like a mausoleum. The mausoleum is like no bigger than like a phone booth. Mm-hmm. Like, and like eighty people come out. <laughs> it's just no. like it's it, it it it's it's just like a bunch of people crammed into a van. It's ridiculous. No, and like you... to think, not only is there all those people in there, but there's also a casket in there. <laughs> Did you see the trivia fact about uh, Bela Lugosi's appearances after he dies in this movie? No. Um, anytime you see him with this cape drawn up over his face, mm-hmm. it's not him. It's Ed Wood's girlfriend's chiropractor. Because uh, really? Bela Lugosi had died in real life. While they were making it? Yeah, and the footage they shot of him as the old man like coming out of the house and stuff wasn't even really for this movie. It was just like Ed Wood shot some footage of Bela Lugosi and then made the movie and make it work like around that footage, not like vice versa. Like, it, yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, anytime you see him, and the guy's like noticeably taller than Bela Lugosi was. Um, I I have a note like it um somewhere I don't know like I don't understand like so. The whole the name of the movie comes from the aliens' plan. The alien the aliens are on the ninth plan to conquer Earth. I guess. I don't think it's like, one... I, I don't. I don't think they tried one through eight. I think like they tried a plan, and it didn't work. And so we're like, what plan are you going to use? And we're like, we're going to go to plan nine. I think they just that's just the one. Like they were numbered. Whatever, they... whatever it is, they, their their plan nine is to resurrect the dead. And you, mm-hmm. I guess, use zombies to um, to beat to 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 conquer the humans. And again, um, this is all because they tried to contact the humans, and the humans were like, "No, you don't exist." Yeah, like it's it's fucking strange, dude. Um, uh, oh, yeah, but I'm like, I don't understand, like, why. Like, I mean, it makes sense now knowing that Bella Lugosi, like, what the Bella Lugosi character is. Ed Wood's girlfriend's chiropractor, like whenever he's basically dead, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, like it makes literally no sense why Bela Lugosi's character is resurrected and then becomes Dracula. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because Bela Lugosi played Dracula. But and like it, that's that's it like kind of makes a little sense because his wife that they resurrected is, all, is, is also a vampire. Yeah, it's so fucking. It would it would be fine, I think, if Tor Johnson's character was resurrected as a vampire. But he's not. He's, but he's not. He's just, just resurrected as a mindless zombie. Yeah. Well, um, it's fucking strange. Um. I have a note that just says like the the switching between daytime and nighttime is just like it's just fuck all. I know they they um we've talked about bald move a lot on the podcast before. The guys on bald move will nitpick a lot about um the inconsistencies in daytime in in time of day on The Walking Dead, um especially in like the later seasons that they covered. Um, it's it's just. It, like you said, like they probably just built it, it. It's all built on a set somewhere. Like so, it's it's probably just a. They were like, oh, it's a it's a it's a graveyard. It's it's spooky. Give it a a, a black backdrop, and so it's just literally just daytime, nighttime, daytime, nighttime, all fuck, all fucking dead. Like on top of that, um, uh, just because of that, like there's like like you said, there's a bunch of funerals. Like there's a bunch of nighttime funerals. Yeah, which is not a thing. No. Um, speaking of funerals, the um, the one of the ins- one of the cops, the inspector, dies. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think he's the first victim of the zombies. Um, he dies, <laughs> and literally thirty-seven seconds later in the movie, a whole funeral has assembled, and it appears that it's literally like it's it's it, from what it seems, it's not like oh they came back the next day for a funeral. It seems like they died, and the guy died, and immediately they called all of his friends and family to assemble for a funeral. Uh, let me run through some quick things b- between uh, the old man dying and, and Tor Johnson dying. Uh, I, I, re- I re- found my note: five people die in the first fifteen minutes because the grave diggers die, uh-huh. and when they find them in the graveyard, they're dummies for some yeah. reason. They could have, like, I don't know why they didn't just use the real people. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. Um, Tor Johnson comes out and can barely speak English. Mm. Um, and then he's like, I'm going to go get the flashlight from the car. And the guy's like, all right, be careful. And then he, like, walks three feet over to the car. He can still see the guy. <laughs> told him to be careful. The, mo- um, the, mo- the movie's just fucking ridiculous. Like, I... I, I have I have two pages of notes. I I, I was hoping uh, a lot of this podcast would get eaten up by me and Zach talking about uh, life hacks, like opening cans the way he does now. Because this, I, I, I just I, tried I have, to do it the, the old way, and I I had to pry open the can with a knife. I have such I have such little to say about this movie. Um, um I at one point they someone's uh oh we get we get we cut to a scene uh where Jeff is telling his wife. He's like, like, obviously despondent because of the whole uh, seeing the spaceships thing. Mm. And his wife's like, "What's the matter?" And he goes, "I've been sworn to secrecy, but I saw a UFO." And it, like goes into it. I was like, "Dude, you didn't even make twelve hours with this swear to secrecy thing." Mm. Um, he he says the spaceships are cigar shaped, which they are not. No, um, I don't. I literally don't understand what what they were going with. It's they're, they're saucers. They're anyway. Um, Oh, so then we get to Tor Johnson being surrounded by the old man 
and uh, and and the vampire woman. And he, I like if you notice, he shoots at them, and uh, he shoots at the woman, and the woman just kind of goes like, Ugh, like, like kind of just jumps a tiny bit. <laughs> It just keeps like as if he actually hit her with something. So it's actually yeah. kind of good acting. Um, Which, let me let was, me pause you for a second. Let me ask you a question. Do do you think like I I have to imagine that like when they were shooting Save It Private Ryan like and Tom Hanks is on the fucking boat. I have to imagine Tom Hanks is like we're making fucking art right now. Mm. Like we're making a fucking we're making probably one of the greatest war movies ever made right now. Do you think the actors that were making this were like we're what we're making is fucking awesome? Some like, of them, I, I can tell you for a fact, some of them weren't because coming up in a, in a bit, there's a scene when they find uh, the the detective's body. Uh, uh, it's like the lieutenant and the two patrolmen, and first off, they're like, "Is he dead?" And he goes, "Yeah." Uh, <laughs> You see, the lieutenant starts scratching his shoulder with his gun. Does he? I was, like, I was like, is he scratching his shoulder with his gun? It turns out, I read after the fact, he does that several times through the movie, points gun at himself, and he did it on purpose to see if Ed Wood would notice and tell him to stop doing it. Mm. And he obviously so did he it. was he was aware of how much of a hack he was. Yeah. And he was just like, let's let's figure out, like, yeah. But yeah, I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, like, I, the, the the same thing um the same thing comes up with like the uh not uh with uh the happening like now M Night Shyamalan will be like oh yeah I was trying to make a B movie I'm like you weren't trying to make a B movie people just shit on your movie and you came up with the best excuse you could for why it sucks so bad mm-hmm. like you were trying to make a serious fucking horror movie and you failed so like like do do like it, it's in like from watching um Ed Wood. You could tell Ed Wood, hook, line, and sinker, thinks he's making the greatest movie that's ever been made. Yeah. Um, so I'm just curious of like how many of the actors were like, like, goddamn, like I've I need to rethink my like maybe I can get a job at Kinko's or like well, something. At least that uh that at least the home come. Yeah. Um. So as I said, that he, that when he scratches his gu- his shoulder with his gun, that happens when they find the body, and this is the first of several times in the movie where we cut to the vampire woman just standing slightly to the left or right of them, watching them, and nobody noticing her. Yeah, and then she like just turns around and walks away. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a uh, there's a um, a very a solid solid use of stock footage in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, and they touch on that in Ed Wood. The the guy, um, he works at a studio and the guy is showing him um, like just B-roll stock footage that he has. It's like, it's like an octopus swimming and then it's like buffalo running um, and um, there's something else I can't remember. But Ed, in the movie, um, Johnny Depp specifically, like his, he says, he's like, I can make a movie just out of this stock footage like and he comes up with some cockamamie thing like something's making the buffalo act crazy and then there's mm-hmm. someone gets attacked by a an octopus or some shit like that um by the way just uh, a side side note real quick is it i kind of um uh this isn't an ed wood the film podcast of course but um, upon watching it, at the end of the movie, I had to remind myself that that was Johnny Depp. I feel like this is like the most in like 
like like into a role that he he sinks, especially because like no, I disagree. What what, what are you gonna say? The pirates movies? The most yeah, the most no, role the, the role yeah. no fuck that. The role he sinks the most into is fucking is Captain Jack Sparrow. So much so that he fucking like, there's reports of him just like hanging out at fucking Disneyland in that fucking costume. Yes, because that's who he is now. I mean, like I forget that like like oh, especially so you're, that, you're you're no, yeah, I don't, so I don't mean what you're he saying is himself. Like I lose Johnny Depp in the role. I'm watching like I forget that I'm watching Johnny Depp act. I'm forgetting that like yeah. you know what I mean? Like when I watched Jack Sparrow, I was like there's fucking kooky handkerchief uh Johnny Depp. That's who he is. Like Ed Wood, like f- first off, Johnny Depp was like it is like mid twenties at that. I forgot how like that movie was made long enough ago that he was still like a real young guy. Like yeah, um, like we're still we're talking like like he still owns the Viper Room at this point. I think mm-hmm. um, like that long ago, Johnny Depp. And I just like I I like I think he does the best job in that movie um, in terms of like becoming a character that's not himself. I see. Like, um, I, I, I can see what you're saying. Like, Captain Jack Sparrow is pretty much just who Johnny Depp is now. He's just mm-hmm. a kooky, like, 50-year-old dude who wears a lot of accessories. Um, uh, speaking of Ed Wood, I thought it was funny. Sarah Jessica Parker it plays his girlfriend in the movie. And um, they're reading a review of a play that he put on. And um, the review of the play is uh, one of the things that they mentioned in the review is that um, Sarah Jessica Parker's character looks like a horse, has a horse face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, that's like a really common joke. Like, didn't, Ed Wood came out in like 94. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like a really common, that's a really common joke now. Like, Family Guy has made that joke, I feel like, multiple times that Sarah Jessica Parker has a horse face. Uh, yeah, there's even the, the, uh, the, the instance of that joke that jumps to mind uh, right away is... Uh, do you remember Seth MacFarlane's cartoon oh, cavalcade of it, comedy? Yeah, it, I was just thinking, it's not Family Guy. It is Seth MacFarlane's cavalcade of cartoon comedy, yeah, where he goes to the, the guy tells the why, a horse walks into a bar, bartender says, "Why the long face?" And there's a horse in the bar that gets offended, and they make like they 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 kind of get into an argument, but then they make peace with each other and they introduce each other, each introduce themselves to each other, and the guy's like, "Oh, my name's Rick," and the horse goes, "Sarah Jessica Parker." <laughs> <laughs> But with a man's voice too, with like it's very yeah. obviously just Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> it did make me laugh. Um, uh, oh, speaking of, um, uh, it's another on the topic of how terrible the sets are in this movie. The spaceship interior is is phenomenal. It's like, just a curtain with a, like a <laughs> coffee table in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's as if they literally the and the best the thing that I love. Are the aliens themselves? Like, <laughs> like there's, there's no... just, just to jump back real quick before we get too far away from it. Um, yeah, the stock footage of them just unloading on these flying oh, saucers yeah. under the command of somebody who is, uh, and I quote, in charge of saucer field activities. Yeah. Um, and I like the saucers, and they're just like sitting there while these bombs are going off around them, and then oh, they just go, the, oh, gotta the, go. I mean, part of the allure of the saucers is that every time the saucers are on screen, you can see the string that's holding them. Mm-hmm. You can see the fishing. Um, but yeah, the, it's, the it's, 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 fu- it's fucking bananas. Um, yeah, the interior of the spaceship is fucking great. The aliens 
the fact that they're just like people in like billowy clothing is makes mm-hmm. me laugh hysterically. Um, the thing I enjoy the most about the aliens is the commander because he's very obviously just wearing a recycled costume from some medieval movie. He's wearing <laughs> he's wearing a tunic with a battle axe on it. It's so fucking strange. Like he's literally just like. There was some Camelot movie made ten years, pr- like two years prior, that somebody, one of the knights, was wearing that fucking tunic, and like they were just like, "All right, we can get this for cheap. Let's throw this on." Like, uh, do you it's... know from Edward movie who the commander is in Edward? No, that's Bill Murray's character. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's fucking funny. I forgot about that whole plot line too, where like Bill Murray like in Ed Wood is like at one point he's like I'm going to Mexico he always pronounces it Mexico <laughs> never pronounces it Mexico um, he talks about going to Mexico to get a sex change mm-hmm. like he's talking about starting hormone therapy and getting a sex change to um, to down in Mexico um, I didn't even fucking realize that that's Bill Murray's character that's fucking funny um, uh, oh yeah, but with the with the spaceship interior, I feel like they, um, I don't, I don't know, like they must have gone to just like a, like a thrift shop or like a flea market or something, and just be like, that looks vaguely science, like that looks vaguely mm-hmm. electrical. Let's just grab that and put it in the background. Um, it and it's funny because they mentioned in Ed Wood as well when they're, I don't, I don't know what movie they're shooting, but like the second movie where. Yeah, the um, second one where like they're like they're like Bell Lugosi is like a mad scientist, mm-hmm. and um, like Ed Wood's just like, all right, you're gonna stand here, and Bell Lugosi's like, it's right right next to like a fork, like it's, a, it's a Tesla coil. Yeah, a Tesla. He's standing next to a Tesla coil, and he's like, I'm not gonna stand there unless he's gonna fucking set me on fire. <laughs> and he's like, all right, how about you stand here? Like it seems very much like they just found things that looked vaguely scientific or like had something that had like an ar- electrical arc coming mm. off of it and they were just like perfect that's an alien spaceship <laughs> like i feel like i f- i feel like uh we we probably could have we it we i mean we definitely could have made a better movie we have iphones um <laughs> and all those like, commercials will show you all the cool things you can nah. shot with an iphone that they don't show you is that the the iphones that they're using also have like added on lenses and yeah, and like tr- tripods and and like all this stuff. Like technically, it's shot on an iPhone, but like not an out of the box iPhone. Yeah, it's got like you have to have like gimbals and shit. Um, uh, I've had to ha- I have my note that just says, um, "Do I don't I don't know if any of these characters have names. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know any of the characters' names. There's Jeff. Um, there's Paula. There's is uh, there? I don't fucking know. Paula's his wife. I think I do know that because towards the end of the movie, he's like, "If you lay a hand on Paula, or mm. something." Like, <laughs> um, oh, I have the uh, I have a, a note uh, in regards to this scene. Um, excuse me, in regards to the scene uh, that was Zach's intro, um, where she's talking about like reaching over and like like grabbing his pillow mm. at night. I was like, "She's she's gonna fuck. She's fucking that pillow at night." <laughs> um, is this when he's about to leave? Yeah, 
And I love when he goes to his car and like it's just there's it's literally just black all around. Like it, as mm-hmm. I, my note just says, is his car in an abyss? Like it's it like is. it's literally just a black void where his car is parked. Oh, I have a note in, regarding his car as well. Um, and it's not really regarding. I mean, it's not really. It's just a question really to put out into the ether. So his car, the front seat is a bench seat. Mm. So it's literally just straight across. And I don't know if you noticed this. But to get into his car, he gets in the passenger side door <laughs> and scooches over to the driver's side. Which, well, it's, which super, made, it's super abyssy on the other side. Like yeah. He would fall into the void it, if he went. It makes, it, it makes me ask the question. Like, Dad used to have a Remember when we bought the car? Dad bought Mr. Leparati's like, Oldsmobile, like yeah. the banana yellow car. The front seat and the back seat of that were, were bent seats. Um, and so, like, like realistically... There's nothing there. Like, there's no shifter. There's no center. Realistically, you could could just, like, oh, man. Like, if you're super lazy, you're like, oh, man. I happen to walk up to my car to the passenger side. No worries. I'm just going to scoot <laughs> like, over. I, like, accidentally, like we, we all, all do sometimes. Yeah, don't you ever just accidentally, like, oh, this is the passenger side, not the driver. Like, you think you're in Britain, and you're like, oh, this isn't where the steering wheel is. This isn't where I parked my car. Um Nothing is more disorienting to me than watching a movie that takes place in England and have to work out in my mind what's going on in the cars. Yeah. Um, they made specific joke about that in uh, National Treasure 2. He was like, I'll, Riley goes, I'll drive. And then he gets in the driver's side. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but it's not the driver. He gets in the American driver's side of the car, but it's the British passenger side. Um I have a note that just says the co-pilot is such a good actor. I don't know what he – I guarantee you what he was doing was not good acting. Well, it's probably when I, he's – when him in the, he's, like, hitting on the, the flight attendant. Oh, probably. Um, I don't remember – I don't remember what it is that he's um, doing. Um, oh, I have a note. It's like, was the old man Dracula before dying or was he only – does he only become Dracula post-resurrection? Um, I love when he comes in to her bedroom and like is is walking towards her and just basically just walks into the bed. Yeah. And then she just runs around the other side and then out the door. <laughs> um, let me ask you a question. Speaking of vampires, um, every time Vampira was on screen, all I couldn't I couldn't pay attention to anything else that was happening on screen. All I could think of was how does she function on a day to day basis with, with those fingernails? Na- with her fucking nails, dude. Uh, did you watch the, the the black and white or the color? The color. Same. I, I don't know. If we would have noticed it if it was in the black and white, but they're bright red. Yeah, they're bright fucking red in in the color. I'm almost kind of upset that I watched it in the color. I feel like I should have. We should have. Um... I tried, but I couldn't find one with the subtitles that would sync up. Uh, yeah, so, I um. I, mean, I, I could have watched it, but it, like I, I felt like I needed the subtitles to really grasp what that like. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a very loud movie. Um, let me ask you a question: Is is Vampira like the Walmart version of Elvira? Well, it says even or is Elvira the Walmart version of Elvira? Like, are they both Walmart, or is like one Walmart of the other? It, it says in the um, like the I mean, also Vampira. This movie's taking place. This movie was shot in the fifties, so like obviously Vampira was long before Elvira. But 
it says in the um, postscript on the movie, like the like when they say what happened to everybody, uh, that she sued Elvira for stealing her character, but was unsuccessful. In Ed Wood? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I didn't. Oh, yeah, not, not, in, not in this. I was, like, there, I was like, hold the fuck up. There's a postscript to this fucking movie? Yeah, I, 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 find, I find it difficult to keep track. This is what happens when you watch two separate movies for a movie, a podcast about one single movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't finish Ed Wood. Um, but uh, but it's, it's, it's interesting that she um, sued her and didn't win. Um, I mean, you can copyright a character, right? Probably, but I don't think it was like her. Like, if, if I found out that it was created by like the, the television studio that had it, were running the movies, mm-hmm. and then uh, they cast her instead of like her coming to them as the, with this character. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. It's kind of like, like Brad Pitt doesn't own Tyler Durden. He just happened yeah, I mean, to he just happened yeah. to audition and get cast as Tyler Durden. Oh, um, Brad Pitt doesn't audition. You cast Brad Pitt. You you cast Brad Pitt as Tyler Durden. Um, I have a note. Uh, in, in another note regarding the, um, another note regarding the sets of the movie. Um, Wait, ready for this? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, God. Hold on. I can't find my regular bottle opener, so I'm having to use the, the can, the bottle opener on the can opener. Okay. Uh, fuck. All right. Keep, uh, keep talking. Um, the... Uh, what was I just saying? Oh, I'm sorry. The, 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 scene, the, the scenery. Um, the, 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 they, they only have, they have like one and a half graveyard scenes set, uh, sets. So when I, I believe, I think it's Paula, I don't know, I don't even know, I'm pretty sure it's the pilot's wife is like <clears throat> running through the, the cemetery. It's literally just like she runs through the cemetery, they pause, she run, comes back to the beginning of the set, like she just runs through the same, like, the same ten feet of cemetery like twenty different times. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. Like she's just like they're like all right, run in from top right to bottom left. Now run in from bottom left to bottom to top left to bottom right. Like she's just running from every possible angle to make it look like she's coming into a different new scene. It's ridiculous. Um, how much do you think the actors got paid? How much do I think? Yeah. Well, this was 1957, so they probably got paid uh, like twelve dollars, like fifty cents a day, which was enough to go to a movie, uh, get a, a hamburger beforehand. Uh, you go to the movie, you get a bag of popcorn, a box of snow caps, a large soda, <laughs> the movie ticket, and then you'd still had about uh, forty-four cents to put into savings. Yeah. <laughs> um. I was thinking about that, like, because I know, like, um, um, I've heard in, uh, like, Kevin Smith commentary, his, I forget what they call it. Um, uh, there's a term for it where, like, he pays his actors, like, the minimum wage scale. For, scale. That's what it is, scale. He pays his actors scale, which is, like, the minimum wage for acting. Um, a, I'm sure scale didn't exist back then. 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the because scale is set by the the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I'd be I'd be interested. I'll look at right now when the Screen Actors Guild was founded. I, I'm guessing it wasn't. This is still back in like the times where like um, like studios owned actors. Yeah, they had like contract deals. Yeah, like um, I think we had that um, that in Singing in the Rain. Where, um, uh, like they, they weren't just making a movie with them. They like they had them on their contract. Um, I think oh, you, well, you know, it, my, think, my face is red. What was his name? Uh, Gilcred. Nineteen thirty-three. Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Seems uh, that seems uh, old. Um, but yeah, I think I feel like what's the um. What's the actress, the, the, the actress with the good singing voice and singing the rain? Debbie Reynolds? Mm-hmm. I believe that Debbie Reynolds' character, like, she, like, after she gets all pissed off at everything, um, they're like, well, you're still under contract. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, um, if I'm not mistaken, that's the reason why the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat movie got made. Is because Mike Myers was under contract to make X amount of movies with whatever studio put out that piece of trash. Mm. Um, although that movie has some funny lines in it, I'll give that. I'll give it that. I'll give it that credit. Um, but if I remember correctly, the reason why that movie got made with Mike Myers is because he was under contract, like to do X amount of movies with. I think it was like Paramount. Not Paramount. I think it was like Sony Entertainment or something like that. Um, but I mean, like, it's, um, I wonder why they don't do that anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, it seems like a, it seems like a normal thing. Like, I mean, but then again, I guess you get cases like the Mike Myers fucking cat in the hat where like, oh, you know, you're, you're under contract. You have to make this piece of garbage, Mm -hmm. even though you don't want to. But like, you know. I'm sure you could somehow negotiate it. Sorry, I'm, I'm drinking a Corona. I don't care for a Corona. It's not very good. I, I regret of of the it. of the Mexican of the Mexican beer, the popular Mexican beers. Um, my favorite is Modelo. Um, um, even even more than Modelo, I I um I like the dark, the darker Modelo, the Modelo Modelo Negra. Um. Is is my is yeah, is racist? Um, it's probably my favorite of the Mexican beers. I've noticed that, that beers, if there's a darker version of them, I prefer the darker version over like the the, the Modelo has the Negra, and um, uh, Dos Equis has the Dos Equis Amber. I prefer both of those over <coughs> the regular version of the two. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't care. I don't. I don't and everyone, every time I say I don't like Corona, people like literally say the exact same thing. Oh, do you put the lime in it? Yeah, the lime doesn't fucking do anything. Like the only um, thing the lime does is at the end of the bottle, I try to get the lime back out of the bottle with my tongue. See, the mistake I made the first time was I didn't put the lime in the beer. I put the lime in the coconut. Oh, see, yeah, that's your, that's your, yeah, you can't, you can't do that. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I think I skipped over one of my notes. Um, talking about uh, the the spaceship, 
The automatic doors on the spaceship are trash. <laughs> like the woman, the woman alien turns a knob, and then like ten seconds later, the door opens. I'm like, God damn it! That's why. That's I do why like that it's not. I, I I like it. It's not a button. Like it's literally like they turn a thing. Yeah, it, it, it could have very just have easily been a normal door. <laughs> um. I yeah, like they're essentially just turning a knob that's located across the room from the door. Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of shows that, like, like obviously that's why these aliens can't conquer Earth is they can't even figure out automatic doors properly. <laughs> um, um, they can conquer the Earth, Adam, using the uh, using gamma rays shot directly into the pituitary glands of the recently dead. Exactly. Is that what they do? I didn't even fucking catch that, dude. That's when when they're reading the Plan Nine, like the uh, commander, he goes, "Ah, oh, yes, Plan Nine, where we shoot the gamma rays into the pituitary glands of the recently dead." Exactly. Um, there at one point they are, I think it's when they when they find um, what's the wrestler's name? Nor Tor Johnson. Tor Johnson, who when they f- might be. His casting in Ed Wood might be oh, one of the, the best, best pieces of, of casting of ever. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah not only do you get someone that looks exactly like him, you also get another non-actor professional wrestler. Yeah, like you got, they they cast um, they cast George the Animal Steel as Tor Johnson in Ed Wood, and it's it's fucking spot on. Um, like Zach said, it it looks. They look almost identical. They're both like heavy set, bald, bald professional wrestlers. So it's, it's uncanny how how similar they both look. Um, it's a truly inspiring piece of casting. I, I almost want to yeah. write an email to the casting agent on that movie. Like, good on you. Remember that movie you cast in 1994? Good job. Um, I think it's when they're they're like. They're, they discover Tor Johnson's um, grave. Um, the cops are like, they're like, oh, it look, it doesn't look like it's been dug up. It looks like it's someone's, you know, someone escaped from it. Um, so like the one cop is in the grave and he's like kind of like digging around and he's like, oh, there's a name on the casket. Do they put names on caskets? <laughs> I guess in in this, I've like. They did. I was thinking about it like every like funeral or viewing that I've ever been to, the casket is always open away from, um, uh, from like you know like you go up and you the the person's lying in state, and you you know you say you know like your goodbyes and everything. The casket always opens away, so you can't see the top of it. Um, but I was thinking, have you ever have you ever carried a casket at a funeral? No, I have. Um, and so that's like literally like the only time that you see the top of the casket is when it's being carried out of wherever the funeral service is being performed. Um, and I was in there, I'm like, do they, I feel like in like, that's like a very old timey movie thing. Like, I feel like I've seen that in, I feel like I've seen that in other, like, I feel like I've seen that in like young Frankenstein, like somebody has. Um, when he goes and takes the book from the skeleton and the skeleton's pulling back, mm-hmm. I feel like his name, um, I feel like the name is on top of the casket in that as well. And I was like, that's such a, 
that's such like a like a like an interesting concept is to put is to because like also every casket <coughs> I've ever seen is rounded on top. So you would have to like put the name like you would have to read the name over an arch. Mm-hmm. Um but it's I don't know, I feel like like I've always I've always um, uh I've always had the idea that uh it would just be easier when I die to cremate me. Because A, it's cheaper, and B, you know, you don't have to fucking, you know, put dig a big ass hole. But now I kind of want to be buried in a casket that has my name on top of it. Uh, by the way, I will be writing an email to Miss Victoria Thomas. Oh, there you go, Victoria Thomas. Who, Good on um, Who has become, it appears, since going back to, um, at the, uh, going back to Django Unchained. Has become Tarantino's go-to casting director. I just so saw good. a thing the other day. Um, I think it was yesterday. Oh, I saw man. a thing uh, on the Chive where apparently Quentin Tarantino has hinted at retiring. Um, I had heard that. Yeah, that he was like, like he only had a, one or two more movies in him. It looks like, like he's it, making a Star Trek. I feel like I've heard him say before, like he had. He's like he's like I have I got ten movies and that's it. Like I'm he's done has he done more than ten? Uh probably. But I know I've heard him I feel like I've heard him say in in inter, in interviews that he has like in his mind he has a set number of movies and he's already made more than half of those. Um so so yeah. Uh oh in the oh when they're at the Pentagon that's when I see the boom mic. Um because mm. remember we're talking about plan nine from outer space. Um when this they, is a very confusing scene because like they're like is he testing him to see if he'll keep quiet and then he finally or like no, he's like because he's like, Oh, uh UFOs don't exist, right? And he goes, No, I, I saw them, they exist. And he goes, Ah, all right, you passed. Let me tell you about our plan. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fucking strange. Sorry for the interruption, but let's have a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, sorry we had to take a quick break. Um, so I could use the facilities, but I had um, a I had a uh, Ace Ventura situation. Which one? The first one, or when nature calls? Nature called. Yes, that's oh, what I that, that's okay. That's the joke you're getting. I appreciate it. Um, See, because you didn't get it. If you got it, I appreciate it after the fact. You would have appreciated it even more. Um, so I think the last thing we talked about is how um, the, the, the confusing Pentagons tricks him into testing his loyalty, but then com- just confesses everything about aliens. Um, and the boom mic was visible. I like how in that scene, they're like, oh, how did you, um, how did you translate the, how do you translate the, the alien language? It's like, oh, we have a computer program that can just translate any language into English. <laughs> <laughs> Even made up. Very much, it's very much like they went to. You know what? Honestly, it's this. This movie was made in the fifties. It's it it stole the idea for the Babblefish in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Like, I don't know that. I'm not a nerd. I've never seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but I know what the Babblefish mm. is because no, there used you know to a whole, be a whole lot about the Babblefish, but not someone who's never seen the movie. If I remember correctly, there used to be a website online called Babblefish, where you could like translate. It was like basically a website. In Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, there's a a little. It's literally a fish 
that I don't know if it goes in your ear or on your ear or somewhere. It goes somewhere on your person. Um, but this fish translates any language into like whatever, la- like into English, like the language that you understand. So I guess the fish is just kind of like whispering, like he said he wants to go for yeah. a cheeseburger and go. Like the 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 fish is just in your ear telling you. Um, but they they basically have like Google Translate. Um, I love that when he plays the, it's just super echoey for no reason. <laughs> like I guess to make it sound more like epic, mm. it's just like we will come, come, come. Well, he was he was speaking on one of those old timey microphones that mm-hmm. like uh, uh, what's his name in um, the King's Speech. Yeah, gives his speech on like one of those. Firth? Yeah, Kyle Firth. Oh, you mean Helen Bonham Carter? Oh yeah, that's it. Mrs. Tim Burton. Mrs. T- Not anymore. Not anymore. They, were never, they were never. I know. Fucking hippies. Which is something that I always like. When I was amazed when I, I was like, really. Like, I thought that they were, because they have kids, they have like two or three kids together, don't they? Neither are, um, I believe, I might be speaking out of school here, I don't believe Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon are married either, and they've been together for like like 30 years. I thought they broke up. Did they? Maybe. They better not have. Love needs to survive. A lot of, um, a lot of, uh, like, slim couples who are like, oh yeah, those are like, like you think, like the standard of couples, like like staying together. I feel like recently a lot of them have broken up. Um, like I feel like Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon broke up. Um, I know I don't know if you consider them like a gold standard, but I know like it came out that like Jada Pickett Smith and Will Smith been relationship this whole time. But I think now that like that open relationship is. Adam, by the way, Tim, Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon broke up. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> Just but for... they were together for 23 years. Yeah. Um, like Brad uh, Pitt and but then, Aniston. That happened uh, but way longer ago. <laughs> then last year, Tim Robbins got divorced, uh, and no one knew he was even married. Like, he'd like very quietly married a woman for three years. Hmm. Good on now you, they're Tim. not together either. Good, good on you, Tim Robbins. What was oh it was the guy who played Humperdinck in um Princess Bride was married to Susan Sarandon? Right? No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then was like so because I remember I'm just remembering it. John Hannigan was telling the story about like at a con they were in relation to, to Susan Sarandon and he's like, Yeah, I did at one point. <laughs> Next question. Yeah, I, think, I think he told that uh Told that story on the air, I believe. Yeah, that's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Um, I have we gotta have John on again. I feel like uh, in recent weeks there's been a a, a disturbing lack of uh, John Hannigan love. We we love you, we John get... Hannigan. Oh, which reminds me, I have to text John Hannigan because I think he said he's available to play pool tonight. I don't mm. remember. I got I can't. My my days and weeks have all been blurring into nonsense. Uh, I'm getting. Uh, I'm 30, so I'm getting old, and uh, it's. Uh, I think it's early onset Alzheimer's. Um, severely early onset Alzheimer's. Um, I don't know what. I don't know what this note means. Um, 
it just says it's hard to explain. It wasn't hot, wasn't cold, sort of somewhere in the middle. I think oh. it's like I think the pilot is explaining like how he felt when something happened. I can't remember, but he said he's like hot. It wasn't cold. I'm like, was it mild? <laughs> it was just temperate. Is this when they're... I don't do. Is this I when they're, they're sitting in the backyard? I like no, the, I the, no the army guy, possibly. But tell me what you could you could say what scene it was. It could be the wrong scene. Yeah. I'd be like, yep, that's it. That's when it happened. Because I literally like it's almost as if this movie went in my left ear and right out the. I I I didn't I did not lend any brain space to this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Careful, it's when you you stop using your brain that they shoot gamma rays directly into your pituitary gland, exactly, and then you become George the Animal Steel. <laughs> at a certain point, I at a certain point, I don't even refer to Tor Johnson as Tor. I start referring to him as George the Animal. Um, um, I like the scene. I, I'm gonna pretend like that scene about the, the hot and cold thing happened during the scene where the the, the 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 lieutenant and the the army guy come and talk to the pilot and his wife because yeah. it's at that point that the old man the plan is to turn the old man into a skeleton oh, to astound yeah. them into distraction yeah. or yeah, something. So I have a note that says it seems the humans are more confused about what the fuck just happened. Based it at all. They're like, well, well can, yeah, that's what the, I can't remember exactly what the aliens say, but it's literally like, oh, we'll take this corpse and we'll turn it into a skeleton, and somehow they'll be like, oh, they're so mighty and powerful, but really they're just like, what the fuck? Like, but, the, but it wasn't supposed to astound them into submission. It was supposed to distract them so that they could do other stuff or something like that. So, but I'm very so they could do because things. They show the cop, the, the, the uniformed police officer, um, by the car in the abyss. Mm-hmm. And it's been established that you can talk to someone in the backyard from the car. Yeah. Um, so then the old, the old man comes in and starts chasing, basically, the uniformed cop while wow. everyone else is having a conversation in the backyard supposedly in sight of the car and the old man <laughs> chasing the the cop. And it isn't until the old man comes into the backyard set that they acknowledge that what is happening. Um, it's, it's just, it's so, it's just so bad across the boards. I love it. Um, I think if, if I'm not mistaken, the cop who you refer to, who's being chased by Bella Lugosi, um, is I just have a note. I have a note specifically about that cop. While I'm watching it, I couldn't help but think he kind of looks like Joe Latrulio. Do you know who Joe Latrulio is? Yeah, he's the guy in for the people for the listeners at home. He's bad who they hit with the car. Oh no, mm-hmm. who hits who hits with the car, and then like he's the guy who brings them to the party, but really he's not really supposed to be at the party. Um, yeah. He's also in. Um, he's in Wet I Hot Love American You, Man. He, he's in Wet Hot American Summer. He's in I Love You, Man. He's the guy in I Love You, Man. He's a big LA Galaxy fan with a really high voice. Um, he's also in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, yeah, 
But uh, yeah, the, the whole time I watched it, I'm like, this guy look at, is giving me super heavy Joe Latrulio vibes. I did not pick up on those vibes. No, you can rewatch. Um, I have I have a my note that just says nine minutes left in the movie. Um, so, oh, you oh, jumped a bunch. Yeah, because I I just I at a certain point I was just like I want this to be done. Um, we can jump ahead. I, just, I don't really have anything in consequence. Uh, uh, I look. I love when the uh, aliens are talking on the ship when they're allowing. They they open the doors to let the the, the humans on, mm-hmm. and they have a conversation where they cross the room and then let's stop in the, like third parts of the room and then they talk and then walk to another part of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, uh, <laughs> when they're like, "Your guns are no use here," it goes they work on flesh and bone, and you look like you got a lot of both. And I have a note about that too. Where like, there <laughs> at one point. They um, at one point they're like they they try to sh- George the animal steal the 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 George mm-hmm. Johnson. They're like, oh, the guns don't work. You know it'll work. Be- yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. They hit him on the head and he goes down. Yeah, like, oh, you mean a like a fucking thirty eight special wouldn't put a, would doesn't do anything? Maybe if we hit him with this tree branch, it'll work. I'm like Jesus Christ. Uh- so they refer to the the aliens as weirdies at one point, dude. Yeah, like the, the, either the aliens or the um, the the undead. One of the like the lieutenant character or the army guy refers, or even Jeff the pilot refers yeah. to them as like weirdies. Um, I saw a thing the other day that made me laugh. It was like, why is it that in zombie movies you they try their hardest? To not refer to the zombies as zombies, they just come well, up with this like, one. It's because two of them are vampires. It's true, um, and in, like in, like in Walking Dead, they don't call them zombies; they call them walkers. But like if Bert Kirkman, who created the series, who created The Walking Dead, has, um, I believe he's a st- this world, the concept of zombies doesn't exist. I forget. I, I've read that, and I've. Um... Uh, I forget uh, exactly, um, but in that case, then there was no Night of the Living Dead, which means that something else didn't happen because Night of the Living Dead was a commentary on something. Oh, was it? So, like a, a word with no a world with no zombies meant like there was no Hitler or something. I forget what it was. Oh, that's uh, interesting. It, it wasn't that. That was just but like I'd, I'd have to find the article. I think it was on like Cracked. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it just makes me laugh. Like that they called like. All the different names that people come up with in Walking Dead, you have like walkers. I believe one of the groups refer to them as geeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's like there, I, there's so many other fucking names. Like it's just it's just ridiculous the amount of like people use for zombies in zombie cinema in zombie media. Um, but by the way, speaking of uh, Hitler. Uh, did you ever see the thing where it's we have? Um, yeah, it's it, uh, play the music for Hitler chat. Um, it's time for Hitler chat. What's that crazy guy been up to? Um, uh, I don't know why it was nine to five. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Fucking Nazi ass Dolly Parton. Um, uh, did you ever see the thing that said? Uh, by 
logic of information we're given in the movie, there was a car Hitler in the movie Cars. Oh yeah, yeah. Just basically, like Volkswagens exist. And Volkswagens were because yeah. Do you know also that Fanta, the 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 soda Fanta, comes from Nazi Germany? I did. Because um, in during World War II, there was an embargo. Uh, the U.S. wouldn't send Germany like the syrup to make Coca-Cola, so Germany was like, "All right, we got to make our own shit," and they made Fanta. But, uh, you know, they didn't make like the pineapple and the strawberry that they fucking make <laughs> now, but um, they made they, like Fanta came from Nazi Germany because America the syrup to make Coca-Cola. Uh, I was at Wawa today. They got some crazy flavored lemonades going on over there now. At Wawa. Yeah, what what are a uh, Wawa kind of plays into my part of my what are you watching? So continue. What do they got? I know, um, like one time Kylie, our sister, had a uh, like blueberry lemonade. They or have blueberry, like which doesn't sound good. Based, it's not bad. Based on anything blueberry I've ever had, flavored no, the, blueberry. The, the, the blue, I can vouch for the blueberry lemonade. It's not bad. Uh, they had pomegranate, watermelon, raspberry, tangerine. Oh, fuck. I love I love a raspberry lemonade. There's a um there's a comedian who talks about his name's uh Brett Ernst. He talks about how he used to work. I believe he talks about how he used to work at like an Olive Garden, or mm. he talks about working at like chain restaurants as a waiter. He says like it, it makes him laugh. Like anytime you mention to uh, according to uh, according to the Brett Ernst bit. Um, whenever he would mention that they had like raspberry lemonade to a black person, you would imagine that it was like the greatest thing that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> raspberry lemonade. Um, it does. But oh, that was, wasn't you just being over doing no, the overtly that was, racist that was, character. That was, that was me doing Brett Ernst. Brett Ernst, he has a funny. He has um. If uh, do you remember uh, Vince Vaughn had that movie? That came out a while back. It was like, um, it was called like the Vince, like the Wild West Comedy Show or something like that. Yeah. Um, Brett Ernst is one of the one of the comics who's on um, who's on that, and Brett Ernst also has some funny before the the this is not happening the um, mm-hmm. YouTube the Comedy Central the this is not what this is this is not happening. Um, Brett Ernst has got has got a couple funny ones of those, um, but um, but yeah, the, the, I can definitely I'll, I'll I'll vouch for the raspberry because I've had that, and I'll doubt I'll vouch for the blueberry because I stole blueberry lemonade from Kyler's house one time. Um, I like the uh, at 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 what point uh the alien says I a fiend. Oh, Wait. oh we're we're back on the movie. Yeah, we're back on the movie. We gotta get through it. Uh, yeah. I a fiend is the the lead singer single off of my early two thousands post hardcore band's debut album. I like it. I also have a, a similar joke to that towards the end, so we'll get going. Um, I like how the fact that like uh, like so it seems that where George the Animal Steel picks up Paula is the exact same like a like it's the exact same point where the 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 pilot and the military guy and they all started from mm-hmm. and it takes George Animal Steel like three hours to carry this lady 
when they got there in like 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, it's bad filmmaking. Yeah. Here's the joke. Here's the bit that I had where it's like, guns don't work, better beat them with a stick. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so they, 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 they defeat the aliens. They, they kind of like destroy their ship and their ship sets on. And am I just know like, if they just literally like, instead of doing whatever, flying whatever pattern they were flying, if they just went straight up into space, realistically, wouldn't that put out the fire? Uh, I believe so. There's no oxygen for the fire to burn. Yeah. Um, speaking of burning, he does a whole convoluted gasoline analogy when he's talking about. Um, oh, the, yeah, he does. <laughs> it's a very it's, it's the alien doing it too. <laughs> I did. I did have a note uh, that just says firecracker, hand grenade, bomb, larger bomb, <laughs> atom yeah. bomb, hydrogen bomb, solar night. <laughs> That was the thing that I was that I was listening to. Like, oh yeah, that's how a hydrogen bomb works. A hydrogen bomb literally like sets the oxygen in a in a designated area, like on fire, basically, doesn't it? Uh, I'm I'm not a scientist. Adam. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. Um, uh, my my final note for the movie um, is in regards to Chris' final send off. Um, at one point, he says, "God help us in the future." I just wrote, "That's the name of my Christian punk album." <laughs> nice, right? Yeah, um, I like, it. I'm I, like it. I would get behind a, a Christian punk band that had an album called "God Help Us in the Future." Mm-hmm. I get behind it a lot. Zach, um, this movie for me was hard to get through. For you, you seem to thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I, it, got, it got a little. I, I, I kind of dipped out a bit. Not dipped out as in like fell asleep, really, but kind of like my attention waned a bit, like in the middle. Like yeah. it took me a minute to like, catch up with what was going on in that scene where uh, the the army guy goes to the Pentagon. Like I like I kind of dipped out a bit on that. But overall, yeah. I enjoyed what people enjoy about this movie, which is the nonsense of it. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this movie has this movie's taken on like a cult status in the way that um, like, picture show has, where like it's like an event, like you go to a theater and watch Plan Nine from Outer. Yes. I, I feel like I've read places that it it's it's reached that type of status. Do you know? Do you know the interesting fact about Ed Wood, like what he's like. At a certain point, his film career just went from like B horror movies to just like softcore porn. Oh, really? That makes yeah. sense. Like that doesn't he, surprise me too much. Yeah, like they he at a certain point he stopped making B horror movies and started making what they refer to as sexploitation movies. Mm. Um, I was like, really? I'm like, I mean, it makes sense. Like, kind of like, especially like. Um, like watching Ed Wood, like just seeing like how, um, like his he 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 led kind of a weird, um, I mean, let like uh, not to bury the the lead at all, the 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 whole like he the reason why he he like the the whole Glenn and Glenda thing, would he go to the, the guy who's in charge of the studio that's making it? And says that he's the best person to make this movie because he himself is a man who dresses like a woman. Um, but I get the kind of vibe from like from Ed Wood that like he's he he's got like a very 
almost like not I don't want to say deviant because if you want to dress in women's clothes, if you're a man and wants to dress in women's clothes, it's whatever. But like the whole thing where he cast in Ed Wood, he casts the brunette as the lead. Kind and it kind of got the vibe that like he cast the brunette as the lead, but was also trying to fuck her. Um, like no, I didn't though, get that. Even though he was dating Sarah Jessica Parker, um, I don't think so. I think it was strictly a money thing. Yeah, because he never yeah. they never do anything. If that was the case, they never do anything with that in the rest of the that's true the movie. The only other time you you really see them interact is when he's asking for more money. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, kinda, not everything. Just, it's, this is just a fucking uh 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 you being like needing to, to sex everything up you, like you a pervert. Need to sex everything up, yeah. Um. But I I kind of get like I feel like like B horror is literally just one step. Like to me, I feel like the next logical step from B horror movies is softcore porn. Yeah, that's um, it doesn't surprise me that that's where you. Yeah, um, it just seems like yeah, like a natural progression for him. Um, but Zach, aside from from watching Plan Nine from Outer Space this week, what else have you been watching? Uh, I watched the Mayor of East Town finale. As did I. Um, do you want to do a little bit of a spoiler alert and talk about it a bit? Yeah, we can. Um, spoiler so, alert. Spoiler alert for, for the finale of Mayor of East Town. Jump ahead a couple minutes. Um, what'd you think? Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed the shit out of it, um, the whole series. Um, I, I friend of the podcast, Matt Dalton, um, was had recommended it along with you. So I took him... Um, uh, like I, like we had mentioned in last week's podcast, Zach didn't the the show airs on Sunday. Zach didn't get to watch it until Tuesday, so mm-hmm. Monday at work, me and Matt were talking about it, um, which was funny because I kept uh, like I would be on like IMDb and it would be, I would see an article like uh, Kate Winslet says, and I'd have to scroll past it real quick. I was like, I don't want to hear a word out of her goddamn mouth. Yeah, <laughs> until Tuesday, I. So the the whole thing ends up the the re- really big spoilers. If you guys haven't watched the show, skip a little bit. Um, it turns out the person who murders Aaron is the is her cousin, right? I, it's her cousin because cousin. No, because her dad her dad's brother is his da- is his is his dad. So it's his, it's her cousin. No, the. Aaron's dad was not their brother. Yes, he was. He was their cousin. So, so Aaron, she was like a second cousin. Oh, okay. two to the dad. So she's like like a, a second cousin once removed or something to the kid. Okay. I don't know how cousins work. I feel like on this show we've talked about how cousins work, and we still yeah, don't. We, know. we still don't understand. Um, so yeah, so. Um, at a certain point in the, um, I've heard people say, uh, specifically um, Matt had said, like he had a suspicion that it was him who killed Ar- the kid who killed Aaron from like the scene where he beat the shit out of that kid with the lunch tray. Mm. The opposite, like right after he beat the shit out of that kid with the lunch tray, I completely forgot he existed. So when the old man was like, "Oh, I'm the only one who has access to that shed." 
well, me and the kid who cuts our lawn. And then he said his name, like, what the fuck is this now? Like, what name am I supposed to be remembering? I'm like, oh, shit. It's that kid. Um, All right, hold on. Hold on. I found a cousin chart. <laughs> okay. So. All right. So. So say we're. God damn it. I, this doesn't make any sense. All right, so they share. <laughs> fuck, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking fucking find out. <laughs> we'll, we'll post. We'll post the. Uh, we'll post the, the cousin. The cousin tree. All right, so um, so if you share grandparents, your cousins, your first cousins, okay. Okay. If you share great grandparents, your second cousins. Okay. So. Since. They would have the same great grandparents. Okay. The the Aaron and the the son, so, so they would so, be second cousins. So let's let me try to put that into into real world. So let let's right, go so with... let me. I'll explain within the show. Say uh, so uh, the 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 bearded guy and Aaron's dad are cousins. So they share grandparents. <coughs> so. <coughs> So realistic. So, in the realm of the show, at least bearded guys. The bearded guy's dad, because he's in the show. Yeah. The bearded guy's dad is the uncle of Aaron's dad. Yes. Okay. Which means so they have so bearded guy and Aaron's dad share grandparents, which makes them cousins. Gotcha. Now, so bearded guy's son and Aaron. Both would have the same great grandparents, their father's grandparents that they the father share. Gotcha. That makes so that them makes second them cousins. I don't know what it makes. I I think it's oh so, um, so say we were the bearded guy, and your first cousin, his Aaron's dad has a daughter, Aaron. That makes Aaron the bearded guy's first cousin once removed. So Aaron, it so spoiler. Aaron spoiler, and bearded guy right. are first cousin once removed. I say so, Aaron, so again, major spoiler. It's so it turns out that Aaron and the bearded guy are, are having they have an intimate relationship. So that guy is sleeping with his first cousin, first once removed. First cousin once removed. Okay. His son and Aaron are second cousins. Okay. Like to put it in, in terms of real world, uh, let's say our cousin uh, Katie. Okay, uh, she's our first cousin. Her kid would be our first cousin once removed. Okay, but like she's got Amelia kids, right? and her kid. I think so. I'm pretty her, sure she's got me. Her kid and Amelia would be second cousins. Okay. Okay, so all right, makes, it makes a little bit more sense. Because um, that's somewhat, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, on the whole, um, Mayor, I thought Mayor of Easttown was really good. Um, I said to Zach, so Mayor, not only was it the season finale on today, it was the series finale. Um, which I said to Zach, I think what happened was HBO learned from 
Like mm. True Detective season one is great. Season two, not so good. Season three, They're I never watched it. Too. Um, I so I think MT um, learned that like they can just do one. They can do one really good season of a crime drama. Um, I think I, and no, anything I, I, after that just turns to shit. Everything since then, every all the things everybody's saying, it seems like they're setting up quietly, setting up for to put in your head that there 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 might be a second season, so that when they announce it, people aren't like like, well, what the fuck you said like that? Like, I think they're 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 priming everyone to make it. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what I else? Gotta, besides, besides Mayor of Easttown, Zach, what are you even watching? Is that it? Fucking Mean Girls 2. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It oh, was can, awful. You, can, you, can you tell the little anecdote that you told me about being... Okay, so uh, it was... Uh, on Friday, it was my daughter's... Older daughter's birthday. And as, as I've mentioned many times on the um, show... Uh, we do family movie night every every week, and every week it's it rotates. Uh, it was supposed to be my wife's week, but she's traded weeks with my daughter so that she could have movie night on her birthday. Um, her last movie night, so about a month ago, she picked Mean Girls. Um, this one, much to my chagrin, she picked um, Mean Girls 2 because kids don't understand... Uh, uh, how quality works in movies. Yeah. They don't um, understand that directed aren't as good. Um, so she was trying. Uh, first off, she was under the impression that it was all the same characters. Even though they weren't the same actors, she recognized that it wasn't the same people. Yeah. But she thought they just recast every single role except Tim Meadows. Oh, shit. Tim Meadows. The second one? Tim Meadows. He's though. the one He's cast member that returned. That's unfortunate. Um, Faye, Tia Faye was like the fucking. Didn't she like pre, like direct that fucking movie? No, she didn't direct it, but like she was it. like, yeah, like she wrote that fucking thing. She didn't even return for the sequel, and Tim Meadows did. Like he must be hard up for cash, dude. Um, we should all we should we should start a Tim Meadows we should start a Tim Meadows relief fund. Like a GoFundMe for Tim Meadows. Yeah. Every day, dozens of Tim Meadows go hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, somehow get Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Uh, no, not not after what she did to my boy Tim Robbins. Exactly. Broke right. Fuck her. Broke Tim Robbins. Um, uh, so my daughter, still under the impression that Regina George is going to show up at any second, um, starts describing uh, my 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 older son didn't remember who Regina George is. And says to uh, my daughter, says, so, you know, she was like the mean girl who like was rich and she had the big house and her mom breastfed the dog. And I say, I'm in the kitchen at this point. I turn to my wife and I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? I don't remember her breastfeeding a dog. And then it hit me. She's talking about the scene where uh, he's holding the dog. Amy Poehler's character is holding the dog and the dog starts gnawing on her breast implants. My, uh, it's kind of funny because, like, Becky, um, I think you've mentioned before, Becky is a uh, a big uh, chance feeding, um, right? So, it's funny that, like, that's like, I mean, in Caitlin's world, like, somebody not on a tit is, is breastfeeding, 
I just like where like the dog's like growling at it and like yeah, like <laughs> I just like, like like making chewing noises, but she thought he was uh breastfeeding. The movie was awful. Uh yeah, very I, I can only imagine. it ends in a very convoluted flag football match. Solid. Um uh, just, the people get arrested. I can only awful. imagine. Um Adam, what are you watching? Um I got a couple of things I want to mention. Um, I watched Mayor of Easttown finale. Like I said, I met, I watched the first half of Ed Wood, um, but got pulled away from it. Um, I watched the, the new Bo Burnham special on Netflix mm-hmm. called inside. Um, I enjoyed it. It's good. It's, it's, it's a uh, comedy. He uh, filmed it over the course of the pandemic. In like a small, what looks like a almost like a pool house, like in a very small um, room, um, and it, it's it's good, it's funny, it's got like it's kind of at certain points watching it. Like, do you remember? It's it like I I, I got the same vibe watching like Zach Galifianakis stand up. Like watching Zach mm-hmm. Galifianakis stand up, there's just this this sense of like uncertainty of whether or not he's kidding. Do you get that as well? From Zach Alphanakis? Yeah. No, he's a comedian. I know what he's done. No, I know, but like he at certain points he does a very good job of convincing you that like he might be crazy. He might be a loser. Can I tell you my uh, uh can I tell everyone because I've I've said to you before, uh my favorite Zach Alphanakis joke. Which is that um all my friends think I'm gay because I love dancing. Ted, Ted dancing. dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't pronounce dancing enough, like dancing, to make yeah. it work. I think, I, but I, I'm not Zach Galifianakis. It's true. Um, yeah. So I know, like, and I, I've I've noticed before, like in his other, um, Bo Burnham has two other Netflix um, specials. He has What, um, which was the first one, and Make Happy, um, and he does a very convincing job of letting of like think making the viewer think that he's mentally unstable really um and inside continues along with that like he he talks multiple times in fact um part of the rating of inside when you know like on netflix or disney plus or whatever it pops up like why it's rated whatever Mm -hmm. um part of it is i can't remember i rated tvma but part of the reason why it's rated that because it just says suicide um he talks about he talks about killing him a decent amount in the special, um, and it, it, you know, and I, it, it, he give he, he he may very well be feeling that way. Um, he may he may very may well just be, um, but I mean, uh, using the the pandemic as a background, he does a, um, like I said, it's a good. Um, it's a good special. Um, I feel like a lot of times with, um, with like Bo Burnham stuff, it, it, it doesn't fall so much as the, uh, it doesn't glory as like a stand up special. It falls mm-hmm. under the category very much of like a one man show. Um, I yeah. feel like, uh, another one that's like that on Netflix is, um, what's the name of the guy who used to be Dave Chappelle's writing partner, Neil, uh, Neil Brennan. I think it's Neil Brennan. Um, he has a special on. Is um, it ne- uh, Scrubs actor Neil Flynn? Yeah, it's Neil Flynn. I think it's Neil Brennan. Um, a Netflix special called Three Mics, 
where he has three microphones on stage. I watched that one. That was good. One of them, one of the microphones, he he just says like one-liners. One of the microphones he he stands at, he does like serious stuff, and then one of the microphones stand-up comedy um, bits, and he refers to that as a one-man show. Um, and uh, in it, he he's standing at the serious microphone, and he says like, "All right, I'm going to talk about my dad." He's like, "I don't." do a one-man show uh without mentioning your dad at some point um see it's not it's not a it's not a traditional you know who else falls under that category as well um mike berbiglia mm-hmm. i feel like mike berbiglia is um, yeah I, I he he calls his stand-up i think one-man shows like i don't think he ref- yeah like his he he pretty much tells a, a continual fluid story from beginning to end so much I think one of them. I can't remember which one it is, um, but one of this one of his specials ends with him like posing, like how a gymnast poses when they land their. Thing. It reference it. It's like one of the first things he referenced. Um, when they land yeah. their thing. When they land their when they. Um, God damn it! Simone Biles is doing another thing again. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So go watch um, Inside uh, Bo Burnham's special Inside on um, on Netflix. Um, the other thing I wanted to reference is, um, or talk about is, we referenced the in the podcast, um, friend of the podcast, Alan podcast, um, refer called the uh, the big movie show, big the big picture show. Um, but in the last episode that they posted, um, Alex, Alex and his host Deshaun have been um, toying with the idea of changing the the title podcast because the big picture show if you if you so uh written down you wouldn't know 100 percent what that podcast is about you see summer movie club written down you're like obviously they're going to talk about movies um so they decide in the summer and And our favorite nightclubs yeah so um alex and deshaun have decided to from the big picture show to mike's movie action mike Mike's movies action will be um, what it goes by going uh, forward from last episode. Um, excuse me. Their last episode um, was kind of just, usually they have a topic. Um, one episode they talked about um, like the Disney, um, what, was, what is it called? The Disney shareholder meeting thing where they did, where Disney announced all the shit they were doing. Oh, uh, uh, D23. Yeah, like they announced all like the all it's, the. It's like it's like it's their like, um, like you know, how networks their, do upfronts. Where yeah, they, they, it's like their their yeah, like it, basically upfronts. The, the one episode they talked about that. Um, the in the most recent episode, they kind of just went all over the place. They were talking about movie trailers. They were talking about the um, the controversy surrounding the Golden Globe, um, which I learned about from their podcast. Um, but uh, one of the things I texted Alex and said, I wish you had told me what your pod told me all the movie trailers you're going to talk about. Because like Alex would be like, oh, have you seen this trailer to Deshaun? And he would be like, oh, yeah. And then I'd be like, fuck, I've never seen that trailer. I got to pause it. That was the, the extent of the conversation about them? Yeah, that's all they talked yeah, about. That was, that was hey, it. Hey, hey, did you see it? Um, yeah. So some, some of the stuff they talked about, um, <laughs> Eternals, the Eternals trailer. Um, or mm-hmm. the Eternals teaser trailer that was released. Um, 
Uh, it's Marvel's one of the big new Marvel movies coming out. It's got fucking Angelina Jolie. It's got the guy who played Rob Stark. It's got Jon Snow in it. Um, I can't remember the name of the Camille Nanjiani. Camille Nanjiani's in it. Um, That's what he got jacked for. He, he got like, he got he got ripped to shit. He Chris Pratted for it. Yeah, he Chris Pratted the fuck out of that. Um, uh, a little a little thing. I, I texted Alex about the Eternals. Um, the idea of the Eternals in the MCU is uh, is why I consider myself an atheist. Okay. Would you like me to elaborate? No. Okay. Well, we'll move on. No, we'll, I we'll, do, we'll do it. Uh, uh, Mike's, uh, what, what's the what's uh, the Mike's movie action? Are you saying Mike's, Mike's like spell it? Mike's like microphone. Okay. Like M I C. Yeah, M I C K E Y M O U S A. Okay. Yeah, Mike's Mike's like microphone. Mike's we'll, we'll do movies it. We'll, action. We'll do it. Mike's movies action uh, uh, style, where you'll you'll say a thing, and then I'll just say and no. Just, and we'll nope. <laughs> um, yeah, I think well, the, the, the whole point of the Eternals is that they're like these these uh, superior like beings that like exist in the MCU that are like as powerful as all the even more powerful than the superheroes that we know and love. Um, but they've basically just been sitting on the fucking sidelines um, doing nothing while Thanos like wiped out half the fucking planet. And I said to him, like, it's kind of why I consider myself an atheist is because I don't like the idea of an all powerful being that sits aside and doesn't do anything while shit is hitting the fan. You know what I mean? Um, I like for a second, I was thinking, was like, is he going to say? He doesn't believe in God because he thinks the Eternals are real and like there's no real there's no. Like God because it's no, actually no, no. eternal. I don't. I don't <laughs> like the idea of a of a, a higher power that doesn't do anything when something needs to be. It falls very much into the um in the Spider Man like with great power becomes great comes great responsibility. Like if you have the the ability to do something, you have the responsibility to do something, and they don't do shit. Um. um uh, aside from talking, aside from Numel Kanjiani, what's his name? Kumail Kumail Nanjiani was too busy getting jacked to do anything about Thanos. So. Um, while you were talking, uh, the TV's on in the the living room. I had the. I'm not really a basketball fan, but I'm a like I'm a, like. I, I live in suburbs of Philadelphia. You know, you're aware yeah. of like Philly sports. The Sixers were on, and I don't hate basketball enough to not put it on and see what's going on. Uh, the, the game's over, so it's just been playing. Like, there's another game on, but they just played a Geico commercial. I had seen it before. It's a flow mm-hmm. Geico commercial. Have you seen this one where like they're? Uh, I forget what flow. Flow's not Geico. Flow's progressive. Progressive. I mean, um, I forget what the the gist like what they're actually the what the the point they're driving. What they're like? We're not going to do anything big in this one. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna like you know. Oh no, them. I haven't seen this one. And the guys like uh, the guys like. Really? Because I already like the door opens. Like I already hired three fifths of NSYNC, and it's Chris Kirkpatrick, Lance Bass, and Joey Fatone. The three that you would assume would be in yeah. this commercial. Well, what the fuck is JC Chazé doing right now that he can't be in a progressive commercial? He's dead. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh, he died um, from over awesomeness. But he'll he'll return. He is JC. It's true. He is. He's the second coming. Chazé um, is boy band for resurrection. Exactly. Um, um, other, other, real quick, other trailers that the um, the the soon to, the the now known as Mike Movies Action Podcast talked about. Um, Dear Evan Hansen, did you see this? I did. I also saw. I enjoyed jokes around it. 
Um, oh, I didn't uh, know. I didn't hear jokes around it. I just it's starring um, what's his name Ben, ben Platt. Ben Platt. The, the jokes uh, I saw with it just was uh, uh, just saw the just saw the uh, uh, Dear Evan Hansen uh, trailer starring a very obviously twenty eight year old Ben Platt. Yeah, it's 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 very it's very much in the sense of like how like uh, the the guys from Greece are playing like they're very obviously but like forty. The re- there's reasoning behind it at least this time. Yeah, um, I have. I don't know. Did, I know the he, basic. It's it's based on a Broadway. Musical. I know the basic did plot he, of the show. I don't know like the the intricate details of it, just like the mm-hmm. broad strokes. Um, yeah. and I don't know the music, but I liked the music in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a good Broadway musical movie adaptation. Generally, oh, which, which speaking of which, I'll, I'll talk about something in a minute that wasn't on the on the Mike's movie action podcast, but I'll talk about it uh, as well. Um, but yeah, the, the, everything from the trailer, everything seemed like something I'd want to see. It looked in, it looked enjoyable enough to watch. Who who else is in it? Did I see? So what's what's there's a girl in it, isn't there? Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, probably I have. I'm sure. Well, I mean, I'm sure there is that. Usually, there's female characters in movies. But yeah. this isn't. This isn't Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Yeah. Um, um, Caitlin Dever. Dever. Oh, the girl. The girl from. Um, Caitlin. De- Caitlin Dever. For the girl from Booksmart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Booksmart, oh, like Booksmart was the. Um, uh, uh, shit, what's her name? It's, Olivia it's, Wilde. Was the Olivia Wilde directed movie, right? Booksmart's the one. It's, it's girl super bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Dear, he, they talked about Dear Evan Hansen, which I thought looked good. Um, they talked about Last Night in Soho, which visually looks really mm-hmm. good, but I haven't figured out what the fuck is happening yet. That um, one I'm not familiar with even the name, let alone the trailer. Oh, Last Night in Soho. It's like the the whole plot of the movie is like it's something about – you remember the – Oh, is the this girl, the what is this? The old uh, oh Edgar Wright because the, yeah. uh, um, Ed, there's a, um yeah continue good no you were saying because I just heard something about a Neil Bogenkamp the guy who did District Nine uh, he's got a horror movie coming out oh no yeah this is weird this is like um it's the girl who played the Jewish girl in um Jojo Rabbit and I can't remember her name Anya something the girl from uh, Anna, Anna Taylor Joy, yeah, the girl from she was in Split. She was in oh Anna Taylor Joy. She was in uh, uh she was just in the the Queen's Gambit. Yeah, Queen's Gambit. Um, uh, but like the the, the big girl eyes. from yeah, big. Her eyes are like and they're like far apart. Um, the the girl from Jojo Rabbit is like a modern day student in like a fashion school, and somehow she travels back in time to like the sixties. And somehow there's like maybe some horror shit happening. I'm not sure. It looks visually very interesting. Not 100 sure what's happening, but I'm in, but I'm interested in watching it. Um, a young girl passionate about fashion design is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s, where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But 1960s London is not what it seems, and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. There you go. Um, another thing that they mentioned was um, the the sequel to what I talked about. Uh, it was my "What are you watching?" a couple weeks ago was Knives Out. They're coming out with a sequel. Um, the uh, cast the on Batista, it, yeah, they uh, they, 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 they specifically <laughs> talked about the cast um, being um, 
being kind of crazy. Um, the Neil had- uh, Blancamp movie, by the way, is called Demonic. Oh, okay. uh, it's about a young woman unleashes terrifying demons with supernatural force at the root of a decades-old rift between oh, at, when supernatural forces at the root of a decades-old rift between mother and daughter are ruthlessly revealed. Mm. Um, but okay. for um, for Knives Out two, what did I just do? For Knives Out two, the the cast includes uh, Dave Batista, friend of the podcast, Catherine Hahn. Uh, Daniel Craig, Ed Norton, Kate Hudson, Janelle Monet, Leslie Odom Jr. Um, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Leslie Odom Jr. That's all they have listed now, but it's still like a, a weird mismatch of shit. Um, another movie they talked about specifically regarding the cast was Wes Anderson's new movie, The French Dispatch. Oh, I can't wait for that one. I, that Which, looks really good. I say the um, let me just click on this little I love arrow a good real Wes quick. Anderson movie. As do I. Um, the The cast for um, the French Dispatch includes uh, West Tim Anderson Sh- movie. So I'm guessing uh, uh, Bill Murray. It's uh, got Edward we'll, Norton, we'll get Jason there. It's got <laughs> Timothy Timothy Chalamet, Elizabeth Moss, Frank, Francis McDormand, Sarah Sharonin. Um, I don't know her personally, but I know her. She's been in Bond movies. Leah. Uh, Sadoks, Sadoks. I don't know how to fucking pronounce it. Um, Tilda Swinton, Ed Norton, Owen Wilson, Adrian Brody, Benicio del Toro, Christopher, Christoph Waltz, William Defoe, Bill Murray, uh, Lee Schreiber, Jason Schwartzman, Angelica Houston, uh, Henry Winkler, fucking just a bunch of fucking people. Like it's bananas. They cast us in the, these movies. Um, oh, the uh, the Leah Sado. She was yeah. in um. Blue is the warmest color. If you remember that, uh, almost uh, about it was 2013. It was an indie movie about um, lesbians. I know the the name. I just never saw it. Um, I never saw it. Either, uh, so. And the last the last chart, which is strange. I, I watched all lesbian movies. Yeah, it is probably yeah. um, it is. Uh, the last trailer that I watched, I don't believe Wait, they I'm discussed sorry. it. So, I, 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 so we don't have to bring up Pride Month again, just for me to fit this in. I saw this video. I wish I, I'll try to find it and, and post uh, post the link on the YouTube, on the YouTube, on the Twitter when I when I tweet about the, the episode. Uh, it's just it's, it's it was this woman. She go and the title of the um, uh, thing was like uh, when large corporations try to do Pride Month. And she's just oh, like, oh yeah. She's like, hi, uh, here at the the butter store. Uh, if you can prove you're queer, get three quarts off of on the butter. Uh, four if for mouth stuff. <laughs> I love the uh, the memes where it's like major corporations like during Pride Month, and it's like big like it's like explosions of rainbow and flags <laughs> and everything, and then it's just like a picture of somebody wearing like something you would wear to a funeral, and it just says Chick Fil A underneath it. <laughs> Because <laughs> Chick Fil A don't give a shit. Um, the last trailer that I want to talk about. Uh, no, they give know. a shit. Just on the wrong side the, of the on, conversation. On the, on, yeah, on the wrong side of the conversation. That's right. Um, last trailer I want to talk about real quick. Uh, I don't think they discussed this, it. This is turning in, into the the trailer show. Summer Trailer Club. Summer Trailer Club. Um, I don't think they talked about it on um, Mike's movies action. Uh, but the friend of the podcast, M Night Shyamalan has a, a new trailer coming, a new movie coming out called Old, which looks bananas. 
Like I, it looks bananas enough that we might almost have to have another M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Just it's got uh, it's got Mole Kid, uh, the kid from uh, Jumanji, and uh, um, Hereditary. Yeah, got that mole. That kid. <laughs> you call him Mole Kid. Yeah, he's got that mole. That's fucked up. Um, Zach, um. I think you might be most excited for. Uh, I feel like you constantly reference this fucking movie that we're doing next week. Um, do you want to? Do you want to clue in the the view the the viewers, the listeners at home, what we're going to be covering next week for Bummer Movie Club? Guys, Bummer Movie Club rolls on with the number twenty six bottom rated movie on IMDb, with an average rating of two point six out of ten. We're doing the 1999 classic, classic Baby Geniuses. You about just uh, pardon, Baby Geniuses. Uh, the Baby forgot, forgot that Christopher Lloyd is in this movie. Yeah. Um, you just referenced uh, what it was rated on, like where it was late, uh, where it sat on the, like, the worst movies of all time on IMDb. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something maybe we should have done for, uh, figured out where Plan 9 sat. And oh, I feel like I it's something pull it up yeah, and see. Figure it out real Let's quick. See. And then I feel like it's something we should it, do it might not be, movie club. I think it's like let me see. Let me see. Because they do the top one hundred bottom rated. It's not like uh Yeah. Um I, I have to imagine I have to imagine Plan Nine is in the top hundred bottom rated movies of all time. It is not. It's got a really? four rating. Like, let me see. Let me go back and find out what the number 100 is because 2.6 gets it at number 26. Um, uh, 2.0 is the lowest. 2.0 is the lowest rating? Yeah. What movie is on number 100? Does it, uh, no, that's like 2.0 is like number one, like the bottom ranked movie. Oh, what's okay. What's the, what's the bottom ranked movie? Disaster movie. What's the 100 movie? Swept away, and that's three point nine. So we're oh, looking wow. at we're looking at um, just missing. Yeah, just uh, missing the the list was was Plan Nine from Outer Space. Let me see if they if I scroll down, I can, you can see one to see what the other movies we're covering. I know uh, the one the one we're doing the week after next is four point one, so a little bit better. Uh, friend of the show, Spice World, is at sixty eight. Solid. Um, and the the movie we're finishing the week the month on is at seventy two. Oh, is um is nineteen ninety nine is nineteen ninety eight Godzilla on there? Uh, first of all, I I can't continue on to see um where we are. Let me see. Uh, Batman and Robin, uh, Fifty Shades of Black, uh, Spice World, <laughs> the nineteen ninety Captain America that they made just because they had the to use the rights or they would have lost it. Yeah. Uh, the Emoji Movie. Oh, sad, sad. Kazam. Kazam? Why are you, Why did it get all... Why did all of a sudden did it get sex? You're like, Kazam. Like, you're all whispering and shit? Kazam. Kazam. Maybe tell me about Kazam. We talked about Kazam in the Space Jam podcast, so friend of the podcast, Kazam. Kazam. Uh, it is not. It is not. Uh, <laughs> let me pull it up real quick just to find out what, what Godzilla the rating is. Uh, but yeah, next week we're going to talk about babies talking. That are babies uh, that are geniuses. They're geniuses. Um, 
Love, I loved the movie when we were younger. Oh, yeah, as did I. 5.4 out of 10. Godzilla comes out above midline. Really? That's impressive. Um, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched Baby Geniuses. I probably was like single-digit age last time I watched Baby Geniuses. So this could be uh, definitely... Yeah, I feel like the good be... thing is, though, I feel like I can watch it. Like, I feel like Baby Geniuses would be something I can maybe put on for my, my six-year-old. Mm-hmm. And he might um, might be entertained by it. Um, Real quick, I don't think it is uh, streaming anywhere. Uh, I I will check real quick. I think it might be on Stars. If you have Stars, I think I do have Stars. I don't because we don't have real cable. Yeah, uh, it's on Stars, but it is okay. not. That's that's where it's streaming. Um, awesome. And Direct TV. If you got that. Nice. Uh, so yeah, uh, you want to? Yeah. Um, as I say, as always, be safe, be healthy, be kind to one another. Um, I'll say again, just like more and more shit I've been going to, um, I've been able to go in without a mask. So go get vaccinated and go nice. uh, go live your life. Yeah. Um, See people's faces. Yeah, seriously. I really appreciate how handsome you are compared to all these uggos. Yeah, seriously. You know? um, so yeah, so uh, be safe, be healthy, be kind to one another, get vaccinated. Live free, hot girl summer coming up. So, um, you know, do what you got to do next week. By the way, there's a, a, a rapper who or a singer who has a song called a Hot Girl Bummer. Uh-huh. I'm contemplating legal action. Yeah, contemplating le- either legal action or sampling it to make a theme song for <laughs> Yeah, because changing the word summer into the word bummer is... That's our thing. I mean, sure. Hot yeah. Girl Bummer came out like two years ago, I think. Yeah, but fuck you guys. Uh, it's uh came out uh, uh God, God damn it why can't Google it's supposed to be such like a Google it's easy thing and like like oh you want to know about hot girl bummer here's none of the information about it yeah. uh 2020 came out last year sure it came yeah. out a year before we're doing hot girl. No, we're not doing Hot Girls Movie Club. We're doing Bummer Movie Club. Oh, Hot Girl Movie Club. Uh, Hot Girl Bummer Movie Club. It's yeah. just, it's just we watch movies with the sound off while playing the song Hot Girl Bummer on repeat. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, tune in next week for updates on. I'll, I'll speak with a lawyer. Yeah. And see if we have a case. I'll let you yeah. guys know. Hopefully. Um, but aside from that, we'll. Uh... We'll see you guys next week for Baby Geniuses. Stay, stay safe. Stay, stay healthy. Stay, stay Baby Geniuses. Stay Baby Geniuses. All right. Love you guys. Mean it. Zach, love you. Love you too, buddy. All right, man. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.